Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Define the Relationship. This is PJ. And this is Yasi. We're back, baby! <laughs> uh, in this week's episode, we are joined by none other than my mother. Boo. Bars, bars, Boo. bars. Um, so we hope that you enjoy listening to my number one fan and let us know what you think. Speaking of fans, we're also prepping for our one-year anniversary, so we would like all of our fans, all 17 of you, to reach out and send us some questions that you'd like us to answer on air. You can hit us up on Twitter at the DTR Podcast, on Instagram at the DTR Podcast, and send us an email. We don't get that much love on the email uh, at Podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Or enjoy. Like a stir fry, whip it in the kitchen wrist, just like a stir fry, whip it in the kitchen wrist, just like a stir fry, whip it in the kitchen wrist, just like a stir fry, whip it. Keep watching me when pops still be real and So, hey, hey everybody, we're joined by an all star. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All-star cast. We got Brit. Brr, 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 what's your, what's your, Nobody what's your, can see what's your what you're doing Brit, on the podcast. What's your, what's your slogan? Brit on the base. What's my slogan? Yeah, Brit. What's your catchphrase? I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Ooh. That's your slogan. All right. And we're yeah. also joined by yeah. Kira. And what's yours? <laughs> head, head shake? No? I don't there it is. No, I don't think no, I have one. No, no. Do you have a slogan? I'm no. So well, if you don't have a slogan, they'll Kira's, give you one. Kira's slogan is, it would behoove you. It would behoove you to whatever. To whatever. To listen to NPR. Ooh, it would behoove you to well, like, what if... It, they don't need that promotion. Yeah, they, they have... We don't, take that free promotion out of... Hey, I know. And then, PJ, what's your slogan? Uh... I don't know. Okay. You well, had a guest on the show. I don't need a slogan. Alex, what's your slogan? This is true. I'm also not a guest. First, it's my first time. Oh, so. first time. I don't know. First time, long time. <laughs> I don't have a slogan. That is your slogan. No, that's Alex's slogan because that's his joke every single time we do the podcast. So uh, my, my slogan, then my slogan, is long time, first time. Long time, first time. All right, mom. What's your slogan? I don't know what's my slogan. Oh yeah, we're joined by okay, mom. That's not everybody's mom. We're joined by Carol Yasu's mom. And <laughs> <laughs> I gonna put it out last names. Carol <laughs> Yasu's mom. <laughs> oh my god, that's my mom. And we're joined by all of your friends because I told you that I thought that your friends think of me as this caricature from all the stories that you told about me. So now you're here to funny. Yeah. No, I thought it would be funny for them to have a conversation. So, like, yeah, see, see what kind of strange, larger-than-life person yeah. they think I am when I'm actually just a normal person. Okay, so I'm gonna tell a whole story that I think gets at your essence slash slogan. Okay. Okay. So I was applying to college, like some people God. do. And uh, to apply to college, you have to write essays, right? Oh. You have to write an essay to go to college. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. You gotta write an essay to go to college, right? And so oh, we. Class right now. I know she texted me. She texted me. 
She checks me swiftly, easily. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also am not new to this. I think okay. I am. I think I am true to this. So, okay. where I'm, I wrote my essay, and um, I was really fortunate to have my mom who could come in and like be Aww. an editor. Question: so, What was your essay about? Um, my essay was about the difference between dinner at my white family and my Persian family as a way to try to talk about my multiculturalism. Okay. And so... That is strategic. It was my mom's idea. So... (laughs) She said she was a strategy. So I am writing this essay. I send it to my mom to edit. And the only thing that she replies back to in this email is, did you read this out loud? Yes. Look it over and email it back to me. When you can prove that you deserve to go to college. Oh. I did not write that. That's, That's ridiculous. Awesome. And I every single time I tell this story, she denies it. And I found the email and I had to show it to her. And she's like, okay, well, I show guess so. Email. I it's in my you. old email. Where are the receipts? I will find the receipts, not write this. I second. believe the first part. The you show it to me when you deserve to go to college, that's the part. Or when you can prove that you deserve to go to college. It was like prove to prove you gotta prove that you deserve to go to college was Well you have to put some effort in. You obviously put no effort in and were asking me to do your job for me. For you. That's what was offensive. Editor does not mean rewrite. There we go. So I think that that is a good I think I see a lot of where I see a lot of where you all this comes from. So that see I a good way. Principle. Principle. That's what I I don't think that it's an offensive standards. story. Exactly. It's standards and so I think that your slogan is show up when you can prove to me that you deserve to be here. Okay, I know what my slogan is. Okay. That's a there that's are a stupid questions. Uh, how many times have you heard me say that? How 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 so when communication is so No. When you are, have not made any effort to figure out the issue or done any research and you come to me as your boss with a question because you don't have the initiative to try a little bit, then it's a stupid question. Uh, Some you're, you're, just, you're, you're, just asking, you're just asking me to do the work for you. Wait, mm. I have a question. Uh, how does Here. it manifest itself in relationship? In romantic relationships. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. I've only ever thought about it in terms of work. Well, relationships are work. <laughs> you said relationships were supposed to be work. I know. Well, maybe it's the opposite. I'm talking there. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to assume. You don't want to um, think that someone can read your mind. I think that's where a lot of relationships get into trouble when people have this belief that the other person should know what they need and want. But there are. Do you think that there are stupid questions in relationships, in romantic relationships? I don't know. I've never thought about it. I think there are absolutely stupid questions in romantic relationships. Like? I, uh, like, where's the teriyaki sauce? I don't know, motherfucker. Look in the goddamn refrigerator for where it is. That's a stupid fucking question. I feel like this is very specific. I was going to say something about this. That's not about putting in the same space. Okay. I do think that Shonda Rhimes, I think, said, and then Yasi also said, um, oh my god! That you know, don't come to me with a, a problem or a this or that. Come with me with a solution, because that way you've already t- taken time to let me pause, let me reflect, let me find agency, let me find resource, and then come to you 
instead of coming to you with a problem on first base, I can mm-hmm. come to you with at least uh, some semblance of a solution or shown some resolve or idea of being proactive. And let's put it on third base so it's easy. I, I want you to put somebody on third base, help me round home. Mm-hmm. But I think, though, that when we, if we say that something is stupid or whatever, and I get what we're saying, but it's my not Right. So my only thing with that is that there's always a, that iceberg shit. There's always an underlying thing. And so mm-hmm. in an ableist-ass society we live in, everybody should be top performer or should whatever, Shaq should make us free throws or whatever. But there's always that underlying something mm-hmm. as to why. So that but is- if my cat died yesterday, and then uh-huh. before that, my housing was unstable, and before that, whatever, it's just the iceberg. But that's yeah, I hear you, but I'm just saying, like, what's the effort? So if the effort is I have to overcome all of that to get to work, mm-hmm. then if you have that context, then you can, I don't know. But, I, mean, but I, I guess, I, yeah. So you're essentially saying, like, don't, generally, don't ask me to do your work for me. Like, yeah, you're for saying you. that both in romantic, just like in relationships. But you said something that was a little different, which is... I think that romantic relationships are different than uh, work relationships and that you can't expect someone to read your mind. Yes, and that's the reason why I want to bring up the teriyaki sauce. Because what's the response to that teriyaki sauce is, where's the teriyaki sauce? And the response is, it's, it's in the thing by the thing. I can't read your mind. I don't know what the thing is that you're th- you're saying. But she's saying is where the fuck could the teriyaki sauce possibly be? That, it could be I, in the cabinet. It could that. be in the fridge. Well, it could be in the well, back of the, the fridge. Thing, PJ, but not you if you live with us, because you would have a system for how your refrigerator works, and you would always put things in the same place. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. The teriyaki sauce would have a place. And also, can we just get this off the record? It's in the thing by the thing is not my fucking fault. That is this woman's fault. <laughs> Ten thousand you <laughs> understand what the thing in the thing is. I can't read your mind. I don't know. But like, I'm reading this game. I know exact. That I think was one of the funniest things when John like came into this duo was that, and it's still and, and say who? Who's John? John? John is my stepdad. Um, and like. Even when I go home and mom like says something something along the lines of the like oh it's it's by the thing next to the the hoodie hoo or the body blah wait you say hoodie no she says she says what do you call it it's It's like over by the thing um, and John John gets frustrated and I'm like John it's over by the over by and I know exactly what you're talking about you know exactly where it is right yeah I think. Like, also, values. Even when we were coming over here, we were talking about, in the car, on our way over here, we were talking about love languages and things like that, and it's just, what do I value? Some people, it's like, I don't give a fuck about the karaoke sauce. I don't like teriyaki sauce. I'm going to become karaoke sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you drink karaoke about the teriyaki sauce. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, maybe, PJ. Yeah. Do you care where the teriyaki sauce goes? Goes? Yes. After I ask that question. Where it belongs, right? Where it belongs. Yeah. Well, no, it's more about have you made an effort to try to find it on your own rather than asking me to do it. I mean, is that a metaphor for something or is it literally just about where the teriyaki is? Well, but I guess what I value at work is has someone, it it may not be a factual or... um, 
it may not solely be a factual thing. It's, it's have they put some effort into thinking through, and they may not have a complete solution, but what I, what, what that is code for is that I value the effort that someone's put some effort in before they're bringing it to me. But Kira is asking so if then that is the same. In a romantic relationship, do you appreciate somebody having put some effort into something before bringing it to you? And my answer is no. I get super impatient when PJ is trying to like find the words to articulate something. And I'm like, just fuck, just say it. Like we'll get there to get like, just say what you are trying to say or like what you are feeling or what you're thinking. Like don't, (laughs) don't try to polish it in your head. Like just like whatever is going on. We're brainstorming now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a different, like the, the, that example comes out of like, uh, a boss and a, someone working for you and when you're hopefully in a romantic relationship that is not your relationship right you don't have that power dynamic so it's different or you know when I was saying about you in the refrigerator it's a parent to child you know I mean it's it's a different relationship when you're a peer you should be a partner or a peer do you do every every does every relationship every relation does every relationship have some sort of power, power dynamic. Oh, I think like so. even if you're right, both right there, somebody mm-hmm. is running, so. running the show. Well, or people, there may be different ways in which, like in some areas, some one person may have more power or the other. But I think there are power dynamics in relationships. Like personalities, yeah. also, I would think, can take into account. Like if you are a vocal person rather than if you're just like a. And it can be relative, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm an introvert and my partner is an introvert, but I'm, he's more of an introvert yeah. than I am. So then just like, yeah. So then the two of us, comparatively, even though we're over here, like, it's I'm more still, vocal than he mm-hmm. is. Do you, I feel like this is something that comes up a fair amount. Like, do you think that somebody, that there is always one person who cares more? Oof. In the romantic relationship? Is that a question you just remote? No. I don't know. I would say, I don't think there's someone who cares more. I think there's probably more often than not someone who voc- like who's vocal about caring more than the other person. Saying unilaterally cares yeah, more? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's where it kind of comes from. But I think my answer would be like that Are I you- think, yes, somebody cares more about certain yeah, like things. different facets of the relationship yeah. or whatever you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something that's a priority, number one, on one person's, but on another person. Because you're two different people, yeah. Two different personalities. There are probably a lot of relationships ways. where one person cares more than the other. Just like, just in general. And then that gives, that that could mess with power dynamics. But there could be a lot of things that would influence power dynamics in a relationship of who makes more money, mm. um, you know, economic things. That's uh, money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I couldn't think of another no, 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 like, consideration so, besides money. Yeah, it could be like, well, I was just going to go like, right, somebody money, could make more, more money. money, somebody could have brought more money to the relationship. Anyway, yeah. yes, it's basically the same thing. I'm not thinking but, of another example. but So, with your degree, with your master's degree, oh God, no. Okay. do you then like, evaluate <laughs> relation, romantic relationships in a different way mm. through the lens of your... Huh. This is interesting. Oh, I think I've used some skills that I learned. Wait, sorry. First of all, your degree is? In organization development. 
I, so there, you know, I think there were some skills that I learned. Um, like what? In a coaching context. So they drive Yasi crazy. Like I asked, I, instead of <laughs> asking her a direct question, I say, please tell me more. But I think I, oh, I like better at active listening because of my degree. Like we practice that and I'm probably better at that to draw somebody out or my partner out. Um, when we practice it, it was, and we saw this video of it, it was amazing to see how fast somebody would go deep when you had the discipline to stay in an active listening mode. So I've, I've done that. And sometimes it's felt kind of manipulative, but because I knew I was doing it. Hmm. Um, Isn't life just manipulating situations? Though? Oh, God. Sidebar. I guess it can be. But no, I don't, I don't, I think you're making it up. I think it's improv. That's what I think life is. Hmm. Hmm. There's the slogan. That's life the slogan. is improv. Life is improv. Yeah. Improv is life. Ball is life. Ball is life. <laughs> so what else? So coaching and active listening. Oh, yeah. So I lost the question. Well, you know, I love to type, talk about the Myers-Briggs, even though all the social scientists are now saying that it's just like astrology. But I love <laughs> really? it. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. They say it's not evidence-based. Mm. Um. I think is that all, news to you? It's not news to me. Well, one, my mom has had me doing Myers-Briggs since middle school, uh-huh. so <laughs> all of these things. But two... Well, it helped It helped our relationship more. In what way? Because I it was, was a working relationship and I was your direct report and it helped you <laughs> yes. delegate to yes. me. Get you to edit your essays better. No, in that I could understand... I could understand what you needed as an extrovert, as a... When you were a kid, you were more of a feeler. Um, that we were very opposite in a lot of ways. And so it was. I was able to understand how you were seeing things. And I was able to, or at least attempt to explain to you things that I needed that you didn't understand. Like personal space. Right now is a really good example of how we've learned <laughs> personal space. This is like a good, instead of laying on top of you, I have my feet under you. I really feel like we've got, we've, we've come to a, to a happy place in the personal Yeah, Yasi would have been so much happier if I had just had her and was a little snuggly for like the first year of her life. Year or for 16 years? <laughs> <laughs> There's this picture um, of some Christmas. I must have been like five or six. And we are laying on my grandparents' couch. My mom is laying on her back. And I am laying, like, on my mom's belly, like, face down. And my feet are up. And it's, like, I'm, like, looking. And my face is just so, so blissfully happy to be laying on my mom. And my mom's grimace on her face is just, like, she is so (laughs) displeased by the lack of personal space. Uh, Are there any fatal flaws that you see people making in organizations that you think have similarities or parallels in romantic relationships? Well, I think the thing that can be the most damaging in organizations are insecure people with power. I don't know how that... I think that's exactly... Insecurities in relationships. That's exactly how it translates. Right, so insecurities, if they feel... If they need to feel powerful, and yet they're insecure, can be... Make for a disastrous relationship. Probably an abusive relationship. Do you think the power aspect of it matters? Well, I think you can be insecure and be very meek and 
you're just not going to, you're going to be kind of passive. Mm-hmm. When it gets destructive is when you are, when you are afraid of losing power and then you need to impose that or control mm-hmm. on the other person because out of your insecurity, mm-hmm. you probably would deny yeah. that you were in that, that you're insecure, because but it's the root of yeah. the fear. So your, your relationship is being driven by fear instead of, because I think if and if we love if you loved yourself if you loved yourself enough whatever that means you could love other people enough whatever that means and then people I feel like could come and go and you feel less attached to people because I was some what, something I was reading or some movie or some shit was like every you know you start every relationship knowing it's finite it's gonna end if whatever new relationship I start, romantic, otherwise, but let's say a romantic relationship, I know it's going to end. And that's what's magical and romantic about it because it's either going to end and one of us is going to die now or hopefully we die together over 100 or we get divorced, we break up. Like it's only going to lead to the, a, a sad finish line. But but you have more control over what you can do in the in-between. I have control of what I can do in the in-between, but I also have control to let you go if it's time to let you go, if it's time to let me go. And then if we spent our year or two or three or five or 15 together, it's, it could be a beautiful thing. And then on to the next one or, or whatever. I don't think many people go into a relationship thinking it's going to be finite, though. I think we operate under the delusion that it goes forever or that it should. Even if it's death to us, to us part, whatever that's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think people operate with that a, a not actual acknowledgement at least not in our culture, in American culture. Should they? I mean, aren't all those bumper stickers like "Live your life until like it was your last"? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, no one's watching. Yeah, they're all trying to tell you to carpe diem. Oh, right, that's it, to to acknowledge the finiteness of life. Mm-hmm. But I think we, as a U.S. culture, try to operate under the delusion that we are immortal. And I. If I play this out, then does that mean... Are you saying that you think there is a detriment to operating in that way, or it is just, like, an observation? Um, well, I guess there's a detriment if we're just not really willing to acknowledge how things change over time. And we think it's like... I mean, all of our movies end at, you know, they kiss and they get married. Mm -hmm. There's never very few about a mature relationship. Like which, which looks it's like, just the end of this chapter. yeah. And what advice? Know, do you, that's the question I want to ask my nephew right now. But like, <laughs> what advice? Not to reveal everybody's business, but we're all. I'm thirty one <gasps> and a half. Okay. As of last week, but we're all around that age ish. Um. So, what advice do you have for? Yeah, thirty. I'm. I'm. We're we're thirty. And it's like, I'm not, like, just starting dating, had a couple relationships, had some heartbreaks. So like, we've, mm-hmm. we've, like, you probably have more experience than I do, so I think you should give me <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, but what's your you Well, the advice that I got, the advice that I got, um, which I didn't understand at all at the time. I remember mm-hmm. I was babysitting for this woman. She had been divorced. She, I was babysitting for her, for her kid, one of her kids. And she had was starting dating this guy and I think it was getting serious. And she said something like, um, I can, I appreciate his flaws. 
And as a 16 or 17-year-old, I was just like, that makes no sense. Why would you want to appreciate someone's flaws? I don't understand. But I think in later, I was able to understand that if you can't accept the... If there are all those deal breakers you guys are always talking about, like, (laughs) if you can't accept what... Everybody has flaws, and if you can't accept those, if those are not something that you could live with, then the relationship's not going to last. So it was really... I was like, you know... But when she first said it to me, I was like, this one's crazy. What are you talking about? (laughs) So... In your own life, what are flaws that have been acceptable and ones that have been deal breakers? Hmm... Bad dance moves. Yeah. Deal breaker. <laughs> no, I had to get over that. <laughs> no, I did. I had to accept. I had to accept lack, complete lack of musicality. A love of music complete, and yet... Like a devotion and a, such a, a devotion, pure appreciation for music. An appreci- massive appreciation and knowledge, deep knowledge of music without any rhythmic bone in the person's body. This is like the PE teacher example? No, this is my husband. It's like the PE like, teacher who has like a really, like a deep love for sports. And oh, sports. like all the dads that were standing when you played, when you played Little League uh-huh. and you were the, like one of the only girls on the team and you, you, you wouldn't play because the boys picked on you so much. But I stood there with all the dads who I looked at them and I was like, all of you got beat up in junior high and none of you could throw a ball, but knew like all the statistics uh-huh. and all of that. And you and one other kid were like the good ones on the team and the rest of these kids could like barely run, but they gave you so much crap. I don't know why I started telling that story. What was the problem? No, you, you, no you, started, you started telling it because I was leading you down to those who can't teach oh. or those who can't play. Well, what I, what I, yeah, yeah. So I have a good idea about how your relationship has impacted Yassi and the things that she's learned and how she's evolved. How would you say your relationship has impacted you? How have you grown? I think it's, I think before we met, I was somewhat aimless, I guess, professionally and just like in life in general. I think a lot of, what I was doing was living day to day rather than planning, thinking of a future or a career or any of that stuff. Um, so Yasi, I think being with Yasi has actually set me straight and set me on a path towards, I wouldn't, like, I would say happiness, but in a general sense, just like feeling good about myself. Because if I didn't, if I didn't have like a path or any type of, I think, I, I think I say this to you a lot, like you've provided me motivation to just do things. Cause I think because I was aimless and stuff like that, I was just getting by and that was okay because there was no one else I needed to think about other than myself. And if I was okay with it, then it's, it's fine. But being with Yasi, I learned a lot, like a lot of, developed a lot of new skills. Um, like a lot of, I would say um, being proactive Mm. and not reactive um, in all relationships. And um, that's been able to carry me a long way and also being vocal because I think when I was by myself, I was very quiet, shy, like to myself. 
um, would judge people like I normally do, but like just keep it quiet. Um, and now you just have someone to judge with. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I judge, That's all we really I mean, want. I judge, I, judge, I, judge with, I judge with my family and everything yeah. like that. Like that's always been like second nature to me. But using that judgmental side of it and then using it, I would say, rather than just saying shit, um, provided me motivation and skills. I'm like that's and it's the reason why when I like came out here, got a new job, and and not only was a boss of people, but Carried myself as such. Mm-hmm. And those are just like the skills that I. Because I could just like talk shit. That's fine, but Yasi has provided some like vocabulary for it. <laughs> Does Yasi provide motivation with a carrot or a stick? Ooh. Ooh. Like, do, is it like a treat or do you like, like beating me? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Beating. Oh, that was a good question. I would say it's neither of the two. So I'm trying to think of like a, like a third. Like a carrot stick. A carrot, <laughs> stick. A carrot cake. It's a like carrot, carrot cake. cake. It's a carrot on a stick. But if you don't get it together. Yeah, because there's it. no punishment side of it. There's no, and there's also like no like. Rewards. <laughs> I would say like the reward is like the reward is being, but like there is no like. If this doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen. Wait, like, there's no incentive. The reward is being or beating. Being. Oh. <laughs> but I, I would argue that you can't. I can't argue your answer to this. But I would argue that if we're going to have it's no, it's just carrot or stick. Stick. Where does it lean more towards? I'm towards sure. and carrot or stick doesn't have to be bad. Like a stick doesn't have to be bad. A carrot be good or vice versa. Nah, because like I think a stick automatically makes it seem like okay, I'm either. Like I'm doing this for perseverance. Like I'm, I'm trying to like survive. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> or, out of fear. Out of fear. Like yeah. Ooh, like, but, but, but there might be something like a girl's like. I mean, but like, I guess I guess I guess, I guess, I guess fear comes. I guess fear could come in a different thing. Like fear of like just disappointing. But there might be expression of frustration about like why didn't such and such happen? Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is you want to be your best self for Yasi. Right, and that is the incentive. Yeah, but like at yeah, the same time, like she because of her, she prompts you yourself to want to be the best for you. I don't like yes, because that. of that mm-hmm. flame yes. she ignites or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. I also yes. don't want you to feel uncomfortable in any way to just like lean in, probably to the stick, and that like it is. You're not a little stick. Like I know that I'm stick time. No, so. you know the reason why <laughs> okay. I don't lean into that. Okay. The reason why I don't lean Keep into that is because I know that. You, because I know the way you care for me and the way you, like, like you love me, so threatening me to, like, let's say, beat or just, like, leave. Right. Wouldn't. It's not a that's real not what it's you, empty. It, yeah, it's, it's an empty, empty threat. So it's, like, that's not at all what the, the stick portion of it is not. I see. A factor. I, I guess I sort of also just see sticks as, like, high expectation. Ooh. So, like, a, Ooh. like a measuring stick? Yeah. And, like, not like a. But it's like you, you also like are building confidence. So it's like it's high expectations, but at the same time, I don't know. I agree with, I see that because a lot of the stuff that you you say in a romantic sense resonates with me in terms of a professional sense, uh-huh. which also um, bleeds into personal, how I operate, how I think, worldview, and also the people I come in contact with. Because mm-hmm. I talk about Yasi a lot and 
with other people or with my dad or what I was telling Yossi about, about that. Um, and my and I'm fortunate that a lot of people in my life, um, a lot of people, but particularly my dad, like the things you could just say something to him and he'll hold that forever. He'll treasure mm-hmm. it. It's like a nugget of wisdom that affects how you operate, you know? So mm-hmm. I double click on that or I see that. And yeah. the stuff you say is how I felt impacted as well. Yeah. If I were to say anything like early on, maybe it was like the expectations, but now where we've reached a level, it's there's that that's no longer there. Yeah. Well, I think what you're good at and what I've seen in a lot of people that you're friends with at your age is the whole notion of making things more explicit, like being clear about your expectations. I was going to say. And then actually that would be something that's what that I, was I would say, say from the answer to. Yeah, from to organization development. The make, the implicit make it explicit. Make the implicit explicit. That's I don't, what I was going to say. Previous generations have not been good at that. And there have been a lot of assumptions built into relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, all this you're supposed to. You know, if you love me, you shouldn't have to say you're sorry. Bullshit. And, um, <laughs> Wait, also some old movie that you guys probably have never seen. Wait, what movie? Love Story. <laughs> um, yes, with Algarve and yep, yep. Uh, what's her face? Okay, so um, um, yeah. Brit, Brit, this is, yes. Wait, can we go back though? Is that a sufficient answer? Can I marry your daughter again? So. <laughs> 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 no, I can see that. I can see that. I thought the question you were going to ask was. Um, I know the ways that I thought you were going to say. I know the ways that you have changed, Yasi. What do you think the ways that you have changed, Yasi? Are? Ooh. Okay. Well, I can. You can ask that. I like that question too. I feel like I've made her like or, or assisted in some way of becoming a more empathetic person, an active listener. So I, I would say that our relationship has probably slowed down. That oh, things <laughs> slow, slow down. down and, yeah. Yeah. And allow people to feel. Mm-hmm. and then just follow that. Which is fascinating because you're talking about judgment in that setting, but you were also talking about the way that she shifted the way that you judge. Say more about what you mean. The way that I interpreted what you were saying is that you slowed down the way that Yasi judges people, or like you mm-hmm. made her play it out more, or like talk to I think more. it's my reactions. Well, and it's the feelings too, right? Or being able to interpret those, or talk the them through, express what they are. I mean, name them for for myself. Absolutely, mm-hmm. is the being able to talk about your own feelings. Yes, being able to even identify one that I am feeling to what I am feeling. Mm-hmm. So PJ and I are getting married. I don't know if you knew. So, as someone who has been married twice, I feel like you maybe have some uh, advice that you can give us. What is that advice? Can you accept the person's flaws? Um, can you live with them long term? I think the biggest fights that, that, like, in my second marriage that we've had have been about assumptions coming from our various families. After the fight, we've had to figure out, well, what were all the assumptions that, that led <laughs> up to that clash? Like, yeah, do, well, like what? Yeah. Is context important? Like, what's the... Um, well, I mean, one of the last, I could, you guys had an episode about going on trips mm-hmm. and as I was listening to it, I thought about one of our biggest fights was about going to the beach and, um, my husband is, you know, he wanted to bring the shovel and pail and you didn't want him to bring it. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Uh, he wanted to leave really early. He wanted to leave really early. I am not an early riser. 
Uh, yeah, that's what's that's up. for damn sure. And, that's what's up. And with the rest of my family, also not. But he wanted to leave. I'm just really out here early. by myself, away, <laughs> sit with my no, with my where I'm at, grandma was that's what's up, really up, early, yeah. but waiting for anyway. the rest of us. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so we made this. What well, I felt like the supreme sacrifice to make this huge effort to get out the door at whatever hour it was that we needed to get out the door to go to the beach. And after we got across where we don't live, after we got across the Bay Bridge, he then proceeded to stop and go into some town. And then we ate lunch for three hours. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get up at 8 o'clock in the morning on a vacation day to then spend three hours eating lunch and we're not even at the beach? And that was because that's the way his family always did it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because my family would eventually leave at like 5 or 6 and we would get to the beach house in the dark at 11. And I was like, well, there is a happy medium between these two. But... There were there were a lot of assumptions about how you do things. Sounds like people just don't talk enough. I think people don't talk enough, but I also think that people don't realize what is not just the way things are. Like yes, I think yes, that's yes, what yes, you're talking yes. about mm-hmm. is like the is like you don't know what you don't know. And if you've only existed in this space or with this family, and somebody else has only existed with in their space with their family. Mm. Like, so for example, like dinner growing up, my grandmother like made me set the table for dinner and that we sat around and we had dinner and we had conversation together and we talked about current events and people talked about what they were reading and people talked about something that they had heard on NPR and there was debate and there was conversation and like that was what dinner was. And PJ, what was dinner growing up for you? Well, I set the table, which was to pull out the foldable little personal single table for yourself. Uh, My grandmother would bring my food to me and everyone else had to get their own table, get their own plate. <laughs> <laughs> and we would watch TV and talk about anything, the TV or just like, there wasn't anything frame of reference, but our, we were all around the TV watching and talking shit. And so if you don't talk about what your expectation is about the TV at dinner, then you are going to, perhaps have a misunderstand or like a misexpectation of what's going to happen. Or like if I clean something a certain way, because that's how my mom taught me how to clean something. And if it's not cleaned in that way, or like, like those are the kinds of things that I think people don't realize could even be different because it's so minute and it's Mm -hmm. so like inconsequential. But I think those are the, compromises those are very very small examples that yeah. then can be extrapolated into much but larger like those small examples can like become something much larger obviously. right and then you feel like there is a difference when really it's just that like you have to have a conversation about the assumptions right like yeah. that's the right like how did you grow up managing conflict or fighting or 
you know, those kinds of things. Right, that's what you extrapolate into, is like the actual (laughs) conversations. Yeah, no. Because that was... Well, I mean, that's the example that I'm thinking of. It's because when John came into our duo, and you and I were screaming at each other, and John was like totally freaked out. Oh yeah, he thought we were going to murder each other. And we were like, what? No, like we're just, we're fine. Like Because in his family, like, if you're mad at someone... You just don't speak to them for several days or weeks. No, I mean, they just don't speak. So, yeah, the fact that we were, and, and nobody raises their voice. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I didn't really grow up with a lot of yelling until, yeah, later with you. Okay, you said that someone who is insecure and who is power thirsty is, like, is a detriment in a, like, in an organization and then also in a relationship. Is there, can you like come back from that? Like, is there, are those attributes that if you are, if you find a person that you start dating who is those things, what makes it so that you could be in a relationship with them or are all the insecure, power, thirsty people not supposed to be in a relationship ever? I don't know that it's that they're power thirsty. They need the power in order to kind of soothe the insecurity. If you see that the person is capable of growth, because I mean, otherwise you're in this cycle where something happens, the person apologizes, promises they're never going to do it again, gives you elaborate gifts. Well, you're just talking about a textbook cycle of abuse. I am talking That's about it. a textbook cycle of abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the person says, oh, okay, fine. And then eventually they figure out this person's never going to change. So I think it's about whether the person is capable of self-awareness and change. And not just superficial, like, oh, I'll never do it again. But then it builds up. Like actual change and like a plan for change and stuff like that. It's the self-awareness piece. It's the like actually believing that what you did wasn't someone else's fault. Yeah, you could be self-aware to the extent where you know that it's like, oh, it's probably my fault. But not Uh, But I'm going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like... No, I think it is really taking the ownership Mm -hmm. of, like, it wasn't that I was stressed out about this, or we did this, or this happened, or, you know, all these unique circumstances that created this relationship, and I'm so sorry, because it's so unique, it'll never happen again, and you believe it as that person. Mm -hmm. You believe your own story. Mm -hmm. But can you get out of it? Can you actually take ownership in In a real way? Yeah. And it it seems like, and at some point, it's like, I can't be on that journey with you because you might be abusing me and or yourself or whatever, because I feel like a lot of stuff stems back to daddy issues, not literally necessarily that, but in some sense, and also trauma. Absolutely. I would agree with you. What can I... How much I for- can I forgive you at my own detriment? Mm-hmm. Well, you might be able to forgive the person, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay with them. Because if you don't forgive them, even if you've left, they're still controlling you. They still and I feel that. I feel like even being in therapy now where I'm thinking through who can I forgive and who am I going to let go of and be okay with that? And what are the ramifications of that? So... Along the same lines of flaws, what character traits and or flaws do you think would not be 
healthy, permissible, fruitful for Yasi to have in a partner? Someone who gets as angry as quickly as she does also. Like, it would be a massive battle <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it would just be like battle of the titans. That would not be a good relationship. It would, they would, it would come to harm. So you need balance and flexibility. What other flaws? Huh? What other flaws from the other person? I feel like asking I think another person, I mean, it's like, well, then it's the mirror of. I, I was going to say, I feel like asking what flaws I couldn't, like, would not be good in a partner for me would end up just being what my flaws are because you don't want them, like, exacerbated in a relationship. Well, or like, yeah, um, someone who's really, really fixed in the way that they want things. And so then you're battling about that, too, because you don't agree on what they are. And you're things- both going to go to the mat. Right. To say that the teriyaki sauce needs to be in this spot in the refrigerator. <laughs> it does. And it does. Deal breaker? Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Yes. Mom, um, will you introduce the rules of... Wait, hold on, theme song. I don't know. Deal breaker. <laughs> theme song. Yeah, right here. Oh. Okay. Deal breaker. <laughs> Stop! Alison is so mad at us. Okay. Focus. Deal breaker. How you trying to act like you don't know what this game is? You listen to this podcast, you know what this game hey, is. Hey, she says since Shout the Word out of the deal breaker. YouTube songs that I've listened to since can I do, 1982. Kira's going to do the explanation. How many episodes of your podcast was active in? Would this characteristic make you like a romantic partner more, neutral, less, or be a deal breaker? Okay. Smells like hot dogs all the time. Deal breaker. Really? Also, shouts to my mom. Oh, this is a really good thing about the that you didn't know what you didn't know. Um, when I moved out of my mama's house, I didn't know that hot dogs could be made any other way than in the microwave. And we used to boil ours. Yeah, mad people do like lots of different things, but I didn't know that you can make a hot dog any other way than outside of than a microwave. And my roommates were like, really looked at me like I was some hillbilly ass, didn't know how to make a hot dog looking bitch but i still think that it's the most effective way to make a hot dog so that's all i have to say about that like smells like hot dogs though pass so microwave it boil it or grill it i mean you could microwave it boil it grill it you could put it on a pan fry it it. um you still cut it out i'm just saying that for breakfast when i was going to pre-k my mom used to put a you would give me my hot dog, hot dog in my paper, <laughs> paper towel, towel, and I would take it on the bus with me. That was what your keto. story was. Oh, you were doing on your early keto. Story? Here, that yeah, that was Kira's question. That that's your story. Yeah. So when yes, when we were, I just left her dad, and she was about two and a half, three, and I had to take. I didn't have a car, so we had to take the bus to take her, drop her off to daycare before I went to work, and we. Of course, took the same bus every day because we were on a schedule. And yes, we're sitting in the bus and being in front of the bus, and yes, he's looking around. Mommy, why are all these people on the bus? It's like, I don't know. So then she turns, Why are you on the bus? Where are you going? Why are you on the bus? Where are you going? And by the end of the six months, we were friends with everybody on the bus. Exactly. I could have ridden that bus for 20 years and not talked to a single person. The same shit happens. My mom's been a member at this pool for like a decade. Yep. And 
people will walk by and they'll sort of smile at each other. And I'm like, oh, who's that? I'll like talk to the person. And she'll be like, I've been sitting next to this woman for the last six years and I don't even know what her name is. Like, it's true. I don't understand how you. <laughs> deal breaker. This deal breaker. Somebody say deal breaker like this all the time. Okay, okay. Uh, refuses to buy flowers because, quote unquote, they're going to die anyways. More. That's economical. Yep. More. Neutral. Neutral. Uh, never eats dessert. Less. Not a deal breaker, but less. I don't know. That means leaves more to me. Hey. What about? Never eats dessert. Never eats dessert? As long as they don't judge me for if I eat all the dessert. Clarifying question. In a restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) Never. Ever? Like even at home? Right. That's what never means. Never means never. never means not ever. Not ever. So then we'll eat ice cream before <laughs> That's dinner. That's so always comes through. Eat ice cream for dinner. There you go. Well, don't we eat ice cream for first. dinner? It's, it's not dessert if there's not another meal attached to it. What I love about PJ is I feel like, PJ, if we were in a relationship, I'd be like, PJ, let's wake up. Okay, let's watch cartoons and let's put the whole box of, of whatever cereal yep. in a bowl yep. and let's eat it and yep. let's go to go-karts. Yep. No girls want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all should definitely, sign. y'all should definitely get together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brent and I get together for a year. Yes. Oh, I must you care. That's fine. Sorry, PJ, but <laughs> would you still go with Shakira if she smelled like hot dogs? Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We can take hot dog baths and hot dog juice. And hot dog juice. Oh, yeah. I drink her hot dog water. I drink her hot dog. Ew. Okay. Ew. Okay. Wait. Back. 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 Back to the oh, topic. No. Go ahead, Kara. I won't take it back, though. I won't take it back. I won't take it back, but we're going to Kisses his or her dog with his or her dog. Oh, God. Bless. Deal breaker. Bless. Why are you doing all that? I don't that? understand. I don't understand why people let their dogs lick them in their face. It doesn't make any sense. No, that, you your dog licks its booty hole. It licks its booty hole, and now its booty hole is in your face. You are you are essentially licking your dog's booty hole by letting it lick you in the face. It doesn't make any Actually, sense. Actually, your saliva is dirtier than your dog's. Mm-hmm. You're, you really, you're really saying, I, I, I've heard that, obviously, whatever. I don't live under a rock. But, like, really, really, your dog just cleaned its asshole from taking a shit and it's cleaner than my mouth? Really? <laughs> I don't believe it. Here's my science. thing is, man, like, you can have pets and have animals and stuff, but... You gotta be all about it. Like, I'm not all about pets and animals. I fuck with them heavy, but like, yo. Chill. But also, my cure too much. What you said. It wasn't <laughs> yes. even just that. Oh. Just- <laughs> I, I ain't that big of an animal dog. It wasn't just like, let them lick you. It was oh. People be OD about like, oh. No, Finish the I don't, rest of that? You know I don't. Well, it's, allergic. it's not, not going to improve. It's not I know, true. that's what I wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, oh, no. Kisses his or her dog with his or her tongue every time. With their tongue. own tongue. Yeah. Damn. Oh, no, no. You that. tongue kiss your dog? You no. lick your dog back? Yeah, tongue to tongue. No, that would be cute though. You French your bulldog. Shit. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Thanks. Edible arrangements are the perfect gift for every occasion. Oh no! <laughs> Pass. That's it's neutral. Too, it serves two functions. It's it is efficient. I'd say neutral to less. But I don't neutral want any less. of those edibles. Right, I don't want it every time. Yeah, I don't want it. 
But like, it if is that's a good for, for me, I don't want it. If it's good for other people, who cares? But it's efficient, but it's not a great use of money. That's true. It's oh, very, right. it's, it's expensive. Very, very expensive. It's really expensive, and also because I'm allergic to so many fruits, <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that shit. Give for anybody. Else. You don't want it like, for anybody okay, because like, you are allergic to If you give me every so often, but every time, like, be creative. Are there options yeah. other than, like, what I'm thinking about with the fruit arrangement and edible arrangements? I think they're like, like, like mango, like dominant, that. strawberry dominant. I mean, like, salami dominant. <laughs> like, God, prosciutto. I mean, still edible. Yo, prosciutto. Prosciutto. I don't know what you fuck with harder than prosciutto. Tell me one other thing. Drake. No. Drake, uh, sharp cheddar cheese. Okay. Sharp, sharp, like some the, other the, unmentionables. The craft ones. Wait, hold other on. situation. Just so sharp situation. cheddar, the sharpest. The, like craft. No, PJ, the opposite <laughs> no. of craft. Yeah, the opposite. And it's got to cut. Craft. It's got to cut. It's got to be sharp. Kira's, um, yes, carrying our whole team. Yeah. <laughs> with the deal here. breakers. Anybody? Anybody? I have one Anybody? last one. Yes, go ahead. It's a, it's a Kira segment. Prosciutto is just an awesome <laughs> thing. What, what if somebody doesn't like prosciutto? I don't give a fuck. If they to me, don't. you can be a vegan. You can do whatever you want to do. Just don't fuck with my shit. Right. Like, if you want to go in your room and watch your TV, girl, watch your shows, cool. I'll do my thing and then we converge and politics do what we do. Right. My thing is prosciutto is not just literally prosciutto, it's just the concept of. Excellence and, and wealth and, 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 and refinery. <laughs> refinery to the Refinery to the Anyway, go ahead, what? Um, no, seriously, though. <laughs> calls. <laughs> wait, 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 before you do your last one, can I do one? Yes. Yeah. Calls you, like, like the, like, daddy, like, insists on. Was that what you were about to say? What? Like, girl, want to call you mommy? Yes. Like, mama? mama? No. Wants to call you daddy? Or like, the pet name. Like, not good pet name. No. I was I was saying, like, the... Zip. Wait, let me see. Oh, that's, that's different. I know. Mommy, mommy. But that's different. weird. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I mean, like, the sexual, like... I'm okay. Nope. Deal breaker. You're okay with it? I, it depends on who it is. Yeah. It depends on who it is and what we're doing. Okay. What? If Shakira were here, we're having our relations, prosciutto, having a situation, and she's like, oh, mommy, whatever. I'm like, oh, no, um, no, no. Like, it's okay. You're going to let Shakira do whatever. I wish Shakira was part. Mama Mia. She won't disrespect So me, what was like, the other question that you had? We're moving on for this one? Well, I just... No, <laughs> can they call you mommy? Daddy? <laughs> Daddy? <Yeah. laughs> do, you, do you have similar feelings about... Uh, actually, my question was... I felt like we should maybe not go there. Okay. Yes. Uh, my question was, <laughs> insist on calling his or her mom, mommy. Oh. Not in like a... Ta- like, not in like a... Right. Like they're 40... Mom! Mommy! Or like mommy. <laughs> yeah. Blake and I, I mean, still say mommy, mommy and daddy. Mommy. Yeah, I was going to say... PJ, what is is that a deal breaker? Because if so, we should talk <laughs> because they're done. You don't think we're having mommy. this conversation. Like, when you refer to your mom, you don't say like, oh, you don't say, oh, my mommy. You say, oh, my mom. Or you say Carol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like on my phone, that's everybody your phone. makes that's fun fine. of me. But like you don't refer to them as. No, I refer to you as ma. I, I say, ma. You say, you say me love. Ma. You say mommy. Yeah, when I'm talking to my siblings. Yeah. But then when when I'm talking to I'm just like You say ma. mommy and daddy. I say ma. I don't say daddy. I don't say dad. You do not. Oh. 
My daddy. You all oh, say, say daddy. Oh, say my daddy. No, PJ. You're trying to make it something that it's not. You all say daddy. Okay. Daddy? Send me some money. I love you. If they constantly quote inspirational posters. <laughs> Deal breaker. Uh, yeah, Fritz stop like. with that. Come on. All right. Cool. Well, Mom, thanks for being on the podcast. It was fun. We did it. First parent of the podcast. First, yes. first of four. This podcast is technically your grandchild. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I do want more. Wow. 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 wow.